Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Crypto News Podcast. We're buzzing as always, and I am very, very pumped to have our guest on the show. Today we have Naina Singh, the General Manager of Product at Consensus, responsible for the development and strategy of NFTs. Before Consensus, she worked at Microsoft for 10 plus years in product management and product planning where she was also one of the first product managers focused on developing blockchain services focused on tokens. She has nearly two decades of experience in product management and software development and holds an MS in computer engineering from Syracuse University, Go Orange, and an MBA from the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. Very, very pumped. Without further ado, I'm very pleased to welcome Naina Singh to the Crypto News Podcast. Naina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Matt. Really happy to be here. Pumped to have you on. I got to ask, whereabouts are you in the world right now? (laughs) I am in sunny Seattle, if I could ever use that word for Seattle. It's just this week. So we are running about at 90 degrees here. Or for those of you in Canada, it's about 32, 33 degrees Fahrenheit. So... Enjoying the sun. I've never been to Seattle. I've uh, it's always been on the bucket list. I'm I'm not a I'm a Dolphins fan, not a Seahawks fan, but I feel like it's it's hard to hate on the Seahawks with how rowdy and how much of an electric factory the you know the 12th man stadium is, 11th man, 12th man, whatever it's called. And then as a big hockey guy. You guys just got the Seattle Kraken in town. Have you been out to a game yet? We do. You know, the tickets have been really expensive, so we haven't yet made the trip, but that is on my bucket list too for this year. It's a pretty weird name, the Kraken. You know, it is. And I think we try to, uh, we try, the Seattle city tries to pride itself on, you know, being different and unique. And, you know, the Kraken, Kraken is rules the ocean and we want to rule the, we want to rule hockey. I love that. Last question on Seattle here before we jump into NFTs consensus and all the nitty gritty. Someone like myself who's never been to Seattle, always wanted to, what does that city feel like? I, I know it's obviously very tough to describe what a city feels like, but like, can you give me any comparables? Like, What, what, what makes Seattle unique and, and why do you like being there? So I moved here from Chicago 10 years ago and I'm not expecting to be you know, expecting a very lukewarm response to the city itself because Chicago is amazing. But this city is amazing. Like everything you could get, you have here. It has a thriving software community. Of course, that's critical to me. It's got amazing schools. I had kids when I moved. And I will say the most amazing weather. There's something to do for everybody. And and I think, you know, it has a the feel of a small city, while it has expanded really big, it has water, it has mountains, it has the oceans, it has lakes. So there's a little to do for everyone. So I think that's what I really like about Seattle. And that's what guests are always, always, always pleasantly surprised, especially if they visit from about May through October, June through October, I should say. May, I would, is, the, is probably the worst month to visit Seattle. Just rains all the time? Yeah, you know, the rest of the country is warming up and people are talking about the beautiful weather and the flowers and it's still gray and it's still 40 in the 40 degrees here, which means which is about 15, 15 10 degrees for the folks in Fahrenheit. And uh, it's not the best time to visit. And even the Seattleites are kind of waiting for the sun god. I love that. I will. Uh, good to know. Summer, summer Seattle's it is. Let's jump into NFTs for a second. Um, tell me about your journey into the space. And I guess a good place to start would be, 
what exactly did you work on at Microsoft in regards to blockchain and NFT or, or blockchain and, and tokens rather? Because to my knowledge, and, and I could be incredibly wrong here, but I don't know of any moves that Microsoft has made into, you know, crypto NFTs and the token related space. So Microsoft did have a Web3 presence a few years ago. Unfortunately, at, the t- at that time, they decided to divest from uh, the blockchain space. Uh, but for about two years, they were working on several different services. And uh, I started looking into areas of, you know, one, 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 big, ser- one big service was called the Azure blockchain uh, service itself, which was more like infrastructure, which then is it's very much analogous to what we have as uh, uh, um, as a blockchain quorum service here at Consensus, which then talks about the infrastructure and management of that. And I was focused more on, well, what else can we do with black blockchains for the developers in keeping with the cloud strategy? And as I started to learn more about <clears throat> the blockchain technology, I was very new to the space and Web3, I realized that tokens are really at the heart of every single blockchain. And, and especially starting with public, uh, public Ethereum. And we came up with this concept of, you know, tokens being the heart of many, many business scenarios. NFT was not a thing at that time. Uh, they were taking off and we came up with this uh, taxonomy framework called token, uh, Tokens Taxonomy Framework, TTF. Uh, you could check that out. It's available. We wrote some white papers and we started building a service that kind of allows uh, customers to uh, and our users, developers, to kind of abstract away the complexity of blockchain and create applications using tokens. NFTs at the time were just one other kind of tokens. So uh, that was my journey before Microsoft said that we're going to not invest in this space as much. And uh, I moved on to other things in Microsoft, but my heart stayed with Web3 and and tokens. <laughs> so it was very, uh, you know, I was very, when I saw the emergence of NFTs, it always made me feel good about the fact that we had called this years ago. Yeah, you were mad early to the parade. Holy, that's, um, so, so that the, in, in particular and specifically that the technology behind NFTs, like on the tech side of things, I guess we can introduce some of the qualitative things as well, but like what really got you going and, and what, what made you so bullish on NFTs well before the masses? I think the, so I think two things that really, that we, when we started to break down uh, use cases for both our uh, customers, the direct users, the consumers, as well as the, the big businesses, right? The enterprises, which at the time, uh, which are the bread and butter of, the, uh, of Azure, which the organization for which I worked at that time. And, Microsoft, we realized that there are many business scenarios that actually can be solved better with Web3 technology if only we could represent assets digitally. And um, that really formed the basis of, I think, my love affair with NFTs, if you will. The fact that you could uh, you could have a unique representation of a digital asset, you could tie it to a physical asset, uh, you could uh, you could prevent fraud. It could be used for authenticity. It could be used for, you know, d- yes, the digital media and the digital collectibles market has taken off. 
But over time, I think we will see that this exclusive nature of NFTs will um, will also turn more inclusive. And I think the idea of building that community using NFTs was what really um, prompted me to kind of move over into the Web3 world um, permanently. Was there a specific project or community or, or company? I, I, I don't like using the word project personally because, you know, a lot of these are more than a project. It's just sort of the... The first word that comes to mind. So my apologies for that. But in regards to NFT communities or companies, were there any particular back in the day that sort of acted as that inspiration where NFTs could really take off and become what they are now? Like, what was it? Uh, Crypto Kitties or anything like that? That really so it's funny eye? that you say that. I think that is that is where I was first introduced. Now, now I'm going back in time. So everybody in, so we all had standing desks and everybody who was, uh, who wanted to come into our area, uh, you know, we moved out from offices into this open space and we would all put our names or name tags outside the room so people knew who they were coming to visit. And we all, um, everybody, we decided that we, because we were blockchain, we were going to represent each name with a crypto kitty. And, and, and we all, and we looked at CryptoKitties, many of them were already taken. I hadn't bought any CryptoKitty at the time, so I designed my own <laughs> CryptoKitty, which was my first NFT. Now I look back, I wish I could have done more with it, but it was oh, a I great way that. to get involved. And I'm like, what is a CryptoKitty? And, um, you know, and that's when I realized what tokens are. And that was my first introduction to Web3. And, you know, I look back. Thanks for reminding me about that, Matt. Do you do you still hold it? Uh, I do. <laughs> wow. What uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, Nana? What what year are we talking here? Twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen? Yes, or, we're or, talking you? about twenty eighteen. Wow, that is crazy. Getting into NFTs in twenty eighteen. So it, they weren't called NFTs by then. <laughs> by the way, what were they called? I think they weren't called anything. They were just tokens. You just called them crypto kitties. So they didn't even have a label. They didn't have labels at the time. No. Imagine I'm I'm trying to think back of twenty. I got into them, you know, early last year, right? And when I first started telling friends and family about about them, they looked at me like I had four eyeballs and you know six noses, and I was literally off my rocker, you know, taking acid with my Cheerios and coffee in the morning, kind of thing. And now putting my feet in your shoes back in 2018, people must have thought you were legit off your rocker. You know, I actually thought I was missing the boat because I used to, as a product manager, I sat in the same room with a bunch, with a number of developers and very talented developers. And, uh, you know, all of them really, I mean, they would all look at me, weird, you don't know what crypto kitties are. And I was so embarrassed because I was so new to Web3. And, and, then, and, and this made me go back to my developer roots, actually. It's a great segue into why I started looking at how important, why the tools for development are so important. Because I had to sit next to a developer to help me design many of these and, uh, you know, work on the actual code. And I, I wished, I wonder how, how I could make this easy for someone else coming into Web3. So you started coding as well. I guess that would have been Solidity back in the day, or still is, but it, was it built on Solidity? It is, and I didn't, I would say, I wouldn't say I started coding. I just bought a lot of coffee for some developers who would do all the coding. So <laughs> let's just put it that way. I, I mean, yeah. I, a little knowledge is dangerous. I threw in some words and they didn't really want me to mess with smart contracts back then, but it was hard. It was hard. If you want a Solidity developer, it was hard to be actively involved in the, in the space at the time. 
it's crazy. There's still only a couple thousand of them today, which always blows my mind. I think the number is like 7,000 confirmed Solidity devs on the planet, which just blows my mind considering how big you know, Ethereum-based NFTs have become. And back in the day, it was probably in the hundreds, if that. But one thing that that just made my head spin is the importance of having a network and the importance of surrounding yourself around people who are always, you know, ready for that next big thing and are looking for that next big thing. And, and perhaps the developers you were with at Microsoft weren't even looking for the next big thing, but maybe it was just a friend who introduced them and blah, 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 here we are today. But it's just like, if you weren't working at Microsoft under that PM role with a bunch of brilliant developers, like who knows how many years later it could have been. You very well could not never have even been at consensus right now. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And I feel like, you know, uh, it is, I feel so privileged and honored that I actually took that jump from where I was and and it gave me this opportunity. It really did, it, you're absolutely right. And which is why I am very passionate about making sure that, you know, these 7,000 7, Solidity developers are, or whatever that number is now, is able to influence the millions and millions of developers that we do have and we make Web3 accessible for all of them. So how do we do that? That's, you put that on a platter for me, a nice little layup. How do we... <laughs> <laughs> you did candidly. How, how do we, as you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to give us some crazy label here. Uh, at least you definitely deserve it a hell of a lot more than I do. But nonetheless, how do we bridge the gap? What, what can we do to to bring the masses on from Web two to Web three? So I think that's one of the reasons I really joined my company. I think Consensus is one of the most um, is one of the most well known uh, blockchain comprehensive blockchain companies in the world. If you've heard of big names like. Uh, MetaMask and, um, you know, in few MetaMask is, a, is one of the most well-known wallets in Web3 that makes it really accessible to interact with tokens on and uh, interact with the world. Uh, if you're not a developer, it, it, of course, if you're a developer, there's a lot more you can do with it. It also has products like Infura, which is the most comprehensive suite of uh, secure quality services and developer tools. Uh, if you want to run any block, uh, any app on application on blockchain, we also have other services like, you know, a development suite, uh, suite called Truffle and an audit product called Diligence. So I think it's, it's, I think the, there is a responsibility that a lot of the Web3 companies have to make it easy for us, uh, for us as um, crypto users and easy for a lot of the Web3 and Web2 uh, developers uh, as well to uh, help them interact with the blockchain. And, and I'm, I've been very lucky enough that I work here at Infura in the NFT space and working on uh, a de- bringing the developer, uh, bringing and developing the developer strategy that's going to make it easy for them, for easy for the Web2 and the Web3 developers to build on, um, build on the blockchain using NFTs. So I can talk a little bit more specifically about it, but any particular area that you think you want me to focus on? I, I'd love for you to, to take a deep, deep dive into Infura and uh, and talk about its importance and and how critical APIs are to really creating that bridge to mass adoption. So great. So let me let me kind of start at the uh, let me start from the NFT perspective. Um, so as I'd mentioned, that Infura really is one of the biggest. Uh, blockchain developer suites uh, that we have that allows you to kind of build that doesn't that makes it super easy for any developer 
to abstract away the complexity of having nodes. So we not only provide a abstracted infrastructure for um, the Ethereum nodes, but we provide, you know, we recently got into many other diff, uh, blockchains, blockchains as well. We just announced Avalanche, Starknet, um, uh, Layer 2 networks, etc. So you don't need to run any of those nodes. What you need, what you can do is just use the Infura APIs. In addition to that, you know, we have a lot of developers, um, whether they're developers and creators who want to be able to uh, build their applications and businesses on NFTs. So what we recently did was we created a um, NFT suite of services, both on the, if you want to mint an NFT, what we've done is we've created pre-built templates that are very easy for our developers to use. So these have been audited by our by Diligence, one of the other products within our portfolio. And so to reduce any of the security surfaces and uh, any developer, as, as long as they uh, update the metadata, data, they can uh, modify the contract um, in, simplistically and be able to deploy and start minting the start minting and transacting on the blockchain. Just as a quick example, I'm not a developer anymore. I was many moons ago, but uh, certainly not a Solidity developer or a blockchain developer. Just following the documents for the clean install, I was able to do, uh, I was able to create uh, NFT within uh, five minutes. That's a really good that's a really good uh improvement from when I compare back to my crypto kitty days. Uh the other thing we've also introduced is a set of APIs and um so for for our audience application programmable interfaces I think many of you know that but simplistically simplistically put these are just hooks that allow you to abstract away the complexity of the infrastructure underneath it and you can uh you can just get your business applications to interact with these APIs um to extract information from the blockchain. So Every time you have an NFT or you want to interact with an NFT, you need more information about the NFT, what its metadata is, who the owner is, what the wallet, what, what are some of the wallet address, etc. And all of that can be done by the foundational uh, APIs that we provide. So very simplistically, it's a one, uh, it's, it makes the journey of a developer that's building out an NFT DAP really easy by providing uh, these tools, both the software development kit, um, that allows the users to write and read the NFTs, or if you just want access to the APIs that allow you to extract the information or read the information from the blockchain. So in summation, it really just makes life a hell of a lot easier for those building in Web3. We certainly hope so. Yes, that's the idea. And we just, we've just gotten started. Right. And this was kicked off the beta release launch that NFT NYC. Yes, that is correct. We thought that uh, that would be the perfect time to launch the beta release. That is absolutely correct. How was that? I uh, I unfortunately couldn't make it this year. I was there last year. I had a blast. I've heard it was a good time, but in, uh, through your eyes, how was it this year? It was electric. I have never been to NFT NYC, and I was blown away by uh, blown away by what I saw. The enthusiasm of the creators, the energy, the number of people who attended, the kind of uh, ecosystem that was supporting this. It was, you know, we hear about the, you know, the bear market and the economic conditions, but I think it was the single most energizing. Uh, 
event, I think, for any developer in Web3. It is so much fun. It's crazy. It's crazy seeing like billboards in Times Square being taken over by NFT projects and then going to these events that, you know, caviar and and uh, I'm trying to think of another fancy food, but like just, just creme <laughs> de la creme, world-class stuff. It's absolute bananas. When I went last year, I was like, okay, it was full on bull market at the time. You know, you, you start an NFT project, go to the money printer and it's synonymous with each other. Obviously, this was a very, very rough bear market this time. And it seemed like spirits were still very high. It seemed like the industry and the people were buzzing and it, it was truly great to see. But any, do you have any funny stories or was there one event? Um, I can't let you plug the consensus event. I know that was great, but were there any other events that, that really stuck out and that created some incredible memories? You know, it was, uh, and, and I, I won't, so you know how many parties there are, right? And so many parties there are, and they, you don't have invites to many of those. And because I was new, I didn't, I didn't know how this works. And uh, so we ended up, I ended up standing for two hours in a line that I, I didn't know that consensus people had sponsored the event and at that particular party. <laughs> and I didn't need to. Come on. I'm not kidding. I stood for two hours in the night oh. for something. Uh, anyway, so I, I thought that was, that was hilarious because I had underestimated, uh, I think, the power of consensus too in many ways. And the reason why I called that out is because to me, it was the first time I realized oh, how important our role was and how, and you know, how important. And it was interesting when I went there and you, it, I'm vegetarian and that was a champagne and caviar party. So it was a little bit ironic <laughs> that I stood in two hours in line for which I had for it, when I already had a ticket, a golden ticket, if I may, to not be able to do anything but drink and get buzzed. So that was a beautiful party. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh boy, I can't believe you did that. You yeah, you work for like consensus. That's that's like a golden ticket around there. It like is. even crypto news, we're very grateful because we're a top ten crypto news outlet, and you know we 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 have great writers and editors and and journalists, and we cover good stories and we make good content. Obviously, I'm plugging the company, but we do do a good job. And uh, and and I got to use that media pass. You know, like <laughs> when I get one, you got you got to take advantage of that. So you only get so many golden tickets in life, and. Yeah, wow. You are uh, a woman of the people <laughs> standing I, in line for two hours. I, I learned my lesson and this is why it's so important to, you know, it is so important to kind of, I guess I, you just need to know the power of what, of everything that you can wield, right? <laughs> 100%. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Got to give a massive shout out to our sponsor of the show and dear friends of CryptoNews.com and that is Prime XBT. You guys have heard me talking about Prime XBT for quite some time now. I absolutely love them. Why do I love them? Well, they offer a robust trading system for both beginners and professional traders. It doesn't matter if you're a rookie or a vet, you can easily design and customize your layouts and widgets to best fit your trading style. Prime XPT is also running an exclusive promo for the listeners of the Crypto News podcast. After making your first deposit, you get 50%, that is 5-0% of that first deposit that will be credited to your account as a bonus that can be used as additional collateral to open positions. The promo code is CryptoNews50, that is CryptoNews50, all one word, to receive 50% of your deposit credited to your trading account. And now, back to the show with Nana couple more questions about NFTs and consensus in particular. I'd love to talk about 
first and foremost, the low and no code offerings being so paramount to Web3 mainstream adoption. From a technical side, like, can you try it? And again, I'm, I'm not a coder, um, but if you could do your best to try to describe how difficult it is to jump into the space from having Web2 experience to Web3 experience, like, to, again, to my knowledge, these are just things I've heard from guests on the pod or friends or developer friends, whatever the case may be. But learning one language, one learning a Web2 language to Web2 language is pretty similar, whereas learning a Web2 language and trying to bring that knowledge over to a Web3 language slash programming language is very, very difficult. Can you shed any light in, into, into that statement? Yeah, and I think <clears throat> I think you actually uh, called it out really well, Matt, just a few minutes ago, right? There's a reason why there are only 7,000 developers or whatever that low number is, even if that number has grown a little bit. And I think that's because of the complexity of the space. Web3 is exciting, blockchain is exciting, but it's, its fundamentals are hard, right? Coding in Solidity or any of the other blockchain languages is not easy. So we have to, if we want mass adoption of Web3 uh, technology, we need to find a way to bridge the gap. And the low-code, no-code offerings really help us do that. Uh, investing in more uh, APIs, like higher-level APIs, are going that that uh, the Web2 developers know how to use, or even uh, developers who may not even developers or creators who may not be developers but want to be able to have control over their products and how to build applications will be able to use. And and, and I think that's really going to be key to, um, if you will, crossing the chasm, crossing the chasm for uh, Web3 as we think about, you know, mainstream adoption and scale, to be able to get Web2 to power Web3. So that's one. I think uh, an analogy I like to use is the blo- is the Lego blocks analogy. Like back in the day when I was a child, we just got the small Lego blocks and, you know, you were given a box of Legos and you had to build whatever you wanted. It was infinitely a very hard task compared to, you know, the Legos I buy for my kids now, which come with a blueprint, you know, exactly what it's going to build. And, you know, you can follow a playbook and you can make really complex Legos. I couldn't do that back when I was a child, and maybe I'm dating myself with this, but you know, a few years ago. So I think the analogy here is that we really want to make it super simple for our developers to build those complex things in the most easy way. Like how do you accelerate time to value for our developers and creators today? And that's what you do through these APIs, these SDKs, these tools, and you develop them in languages that Web2 developers understand. That does not require specific complex technical knowledge of the underlying infrastructure. That's just plug and play. No, I, I love that though. That's that's very well said. It it is such a big problem, and again, always legit puts my mind in a pretzel uh, when I hear that there's less than ten k, you know, solidity devs. Like that's just absolutely bonkers. Um, let's move on to women in Web three. I know this is a topic that you're very passionate about. You've been working some magic in this regard, and I, I understand that blockchain firms are prioritizing D, E, and I, but there's still a hell of a lot more that must be done. What if you were, let's say, the, obviously there's no such thing as this, but if you were the president of, you know, the United States blockchain, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying if you, if you were the, we'll call it the Vitalik or, um, or Satoshi, what would you do to get more 
women involved in Web3? So that's a, that's a great question. And thank you uh, for, for asking that because I am very passionate about this. I think both for diversity inclusion is very, uh, very uh, important for me, uh, not just because of the women aspect, but that I think that in general, what Web3 stands for is inclusion, right? It stands for community. And, uh, and I think for that, we must celebrate uh, the fact that there's so many diverse and people out there that have so much to contribute. And uh, if we include people who think differently, look differently, are from a different gender, then I think we can create a richer community from start. And I think Web3, given that we're still in the infancy of Web3, uh, it, I think, gives us an opportunity to demonstrate the world as we want it, want it to be and not kind of, you know, be stuck in, um, be stuck with the, with the biases that we had in Web 2 or even earlier. So so that's what's important. There's so many things I could do. I think think the fact, honestly, the fact there would be a woman president of Web 3 or blockchain, I think itself will be a big thing. Uh, If I, if, you know, one of the, one of the examples that always uh, blows my mind when I think about it is that 20 years ago, X-Files Dana Scully was a uh, doctor that was showcased as an FBI agent, and she was single-handedly responsible for a very large chunk of women going into STEM. So we can never, never, ever overlook the importance of a role model in these scenarios. And uh, and I think, you know, the more women we have, the more women uh, that are featured, the more uh, diverse um, leaders, whether they are, they, they think differently, whether they look differently, whether they behave differently, whether they're neurodivergent, you know, more visible such leaders are, the more it's going to break down the biases, the more people are going to get attractive to the uh, the space. And I think the stronger and richer the community is going to be. And I think that's what I really imagine for uh, blockchain firms and Web3. It's inspiring, you know, like seeing seeing a woman run an incredible company or or someone from a perhaps smaller demographic. It's just like that's that's what we need. That's it, all it takes is one person to inspire millions. And and I often find that a good sort of analogy and example is sports. Just because again, you know, sports is something that brings most countries together. Well, actually, every country together. Um, and seeing little kids idolize whether it's a, a LeBron or a Sidney Crosby or a Messi, Ronaldo, Djokovic, whoever. Uh, or on the female side, a Serena Williams, a Danica Patrick. It doesn't matter who it is. It's just like we need more of those polarizing in a good way, public figures and blockchain, um, and and more specifically, women. It, it's it's. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see more more women builders working some magic, making absolutely incredible, world class, billion dollar unicorn companies. And I do feel like the rest of the dominoes will fall. I. I and then that'll be something incredible to be a part of. I, I couldn't have put it better, Matt. You're absolutely right. We really need more Serena Williams, both as influencer and our own Serena Williams in the Web3, world of Web3, or more Ronaldo's. 100%. It is, uh, it is cool. And, and another thing I love too is seeing the 
women-related NFT projects like World of Women, obviously being the most popular. Um, like just world, the art is so friggin' sweet too. That was easily one of my regrets. I was I was ready to pull the trigger at a, at a very low price, never did, and uh, and pretty priced out. Um, but yeah, it's just. I, I, I guess my question is more on the tactical side, like if, and I'm sure there will be women listening to this episode, but like, what would you tell them to do if they wanted to jump ship from web two to web three? Are there any resources you'd send them to? Are there any projects or podcasts besides the crypto news podcast you'd get them to listen to? Like what would sort of be that tech stack that you'd have them jump into? You know, that's a great question. And I'm still building up my my knowledge too uh, after a hiatus uh, for, a cuff, for a few years. But I think I, what I want the women to see is that there is, there is unlimited opportunity in Web3, right? There is, there is opportunity as a creator. There's opportunity as a developer. Uh, there is an opportunity to, if you have a unique idea, there is so much funding. Uh, I think there is, if you go to LinkedIn, you know, just, just, just even a shout out on LinkedIn and Twitter, I think there's there there'll be so many responses. I just what I want for women is to just try. I think Web three is a very safe space for us to try new things, and that's what I want them to see. I want them. I want the companies. I want the companies to be responsible. To, the new leadership to be responsible to say, here are women who are visible. For other women who are fortunate enough, and doesn't matter what stage of their career they're in, I want them to think about if they're in Web3, even if they're in Web2, I think want them to think about uh, uh, mentoring other women. I, I, want our, I want all the men to think about allying with these women, to helping them, whether, yep. it's in, you know, whether it's in meetings, whether it's to make something simple, whether it's to answer the question, whether it's to connect them to someone else in the Web3 space. I want Web3 to be really a melting pot from the perspective of diversity and inclusion. Nana, you are bang on there. I uh, couldn't agree more with you. And another thing too is like the the demographic is so uneven. I, like I would say it's at least 90, 10, if not higher than that, men versus women. And it's so refreshing to have a, a female perspective or, or I wouldn't even say minority because with crypto, that is one thing where it's like, you know, I have clients all around the world. I Every team I've ever been on has never been just one singular country, which is great. And that's very not, uh, I'm going to say anti-Web 2, but you know, it's not as traditional Web 2 as it gets. But to the women listening who want to jump into Web 3, hit me up, hit Nain up, hit anyone up. Most people are extremely, extremely welcoming and do want to give a lending hand. And because there are so few women in the space, there's so many opportunities because there are so many boards and so many teams where there isn't a female perspective, which is like almost paramount to success. So once you get through that door, I feel like there's a darn good chance you're going to have a blast and going to want to stay for a long time and not a short time. Absolutely. And Matt, there are many companies like Consensus who are working very hard, who are, who are really partnering with organizations like CryptoChecks, Black Women and Blockchain Council. Every time we attend one of these big events, we try to do these small networking event, uh, luncheon uh, uh, events for women in Web3. So I think 
it, no matter which city you're in, you know, there are a lot of opportunities for you to just interact and see if the space is for you. Uh, and I would say the same thing about anybody who's gi giving in. We don't want to be just, we don't want to be inclusive to women and then exclusive to others. That's not the idea at all. So we want this to be a welcome space for everyone. And, um, you know, I just, I just want everyone to try Web3 out. Attend some events and meetups in your uh, in your city, and I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised. Well said again. Yes, this is uh, th this is all very much needed, and um, we'll be clipping this and blasting these parts on socials. Nana, I know we're getting a little tight for time here. A couple more questions, and then we will wrap up. We are recording uh, end of July, and this will also drop end of July. It is still 100% a bear market. It has been very tough for every angle and every aspect of crypto, more specifically NFTs. Many projects have become completely insolvent, which again, we all knew this would happen. It's like nothing, it's like everything else in life, excuse me, you know, where there is value that will stay around and where there isn't, those will evaporate. And that's what we saw. But with that being said, any tidbits of advice or any knowledge in regards to building in the current bear market? So I think. Someone said it very recently, um, you know, that, and, and I love that, that bear market is really a builder's market. In a, in a way, I think this is a great opportunity uh, for us to kind of, you know, check and filter out the noise and, and, and kind of forces us to prioritize and focus. I think in this space, there is, um, is an opportunity for us to see how we can continue to develop. Yes, the prices, the bear market is never great from an economical perspective. But on the other hand, it is a great opportunity for us to, you know, leverage the low price uh, of, of, of the currencies right now of ETH and to be able to, you know, do more with what you can uh, do more. The merge is coming. We want the developers to try out um, our, um, if, if you're in the NFT space and you want to check out a, a um, we want to build NFT dApps. Maybe this is the right opportunity, right time. Uh, the beta releases typically uh, typically don't have a cost associated with them as well. So I would just say that you know, for those of you who are looking to get into Web three, this is a great developers uh, developers builders market, and I wouldn't want you to be dissuaded from trying out Web three. There are many different ways in which you can contribute. That is the official endorsement, the Build-A-Bear market from Naina. I've always thought that, do you remember, do you remember Build-A-Bear? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, they, they, should, they should partner with like, I don't know, heck, Crypto News or, or Bloomberg or, or, you know, BNN or whoever. One company that wants to make some meme out of building in a bear market. I think, uh, yeah, a little, obviously that has nothing to do with their industry, but it, that's just my mind playing weird and doing <laughs> weird things whenever I hear that. But um, Nana, really appreciate it. Had so much fun talking with you and learned a ton. Um, before we let you go, can you please let our listeners know where they can find you and Consensus online and on socials? Absolutely. Once again, my pleasure, Matt. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, you can check out Infura at infura.io. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can also find me on Twitter, Nayana Singh. Uh, hashtag Nayana Singh, and uh, also check out the offerings uh, that Consensus Consensus provides. Learn more at consensus.net. Amazing, Nayana, thank you so much. You have a open invite for round two whenever you'd like. Hit me up, and we'll make that happen. And if I ever make it out to Seattle, 
uh, let's do a Kraken game or a Seahawks game. And if the Supersonics ever come back to town, we'll <laughs> definitely hit that up as well. But uh, really appreciate it. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Matt. Folks, what an incredible episode with Nena Singh from Consensus, the absolute behemoth in the space. Really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had so much fun chatting with her and learned an absolute ton. If you did enjoy this, please do subscribe. It would mean the world to my team and I. Speaking of the team, love you guys. Really appreciate it. And to the listeners, you are the goats. Keep on growing those bags and keep on staying healthy, wealthy, and happy. Bye for now. We'll talk soon.